As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at wintrust.com slash Cubs. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Cubs Talk podcast presented by Wintrust alongside Layla Rahimi, Tony Andraki, who's on the bat phone out at Wrigley Field. Doug Glanville making his debut appearance on the podcast. Yeah. Slow clap. All right. Let's, Welcome. Let's slow, let's slow, let's go. I'm also making my debut appearance oh. on this podcast. Double golf clap for both of you. <laughs> All right. Welcome in. Yeah. Uh, Tony, let's get right to it. Early before the Cubs play a game, we have Clint Hurdle talking about the Javi Baez bat flip situation when he flies out in the seventh. When do you hear about Clint Hurdle's comments, and when do you think Javi Baez actually hears about these comments? Well, actually, Javi said that he heard about it in the shower after the game today, uh, meaning Thursday. So, and I actually, at first I would be like, all right, you know, kind of skeptical thinking that the player is just saying that. But given how raw the emotions still were with him when he was talking to the media in front of all the cameras and everything, I've never seen Javi like that. So I actually, I believe him in that, that he probably just heard about it a few minutes before. And it was very fresh and right on the, you know, the, the tip of his emotions all, all along. So I heard about a pregame. A, a lot of other people did. We were talking about it in the press box. But then, yeah, I think Javi didn't even hear about it until after the game. What did you make of what Clint Hurdle actually had to say, the respect the game comments? I Honestly, I thought it was silly. I don't understand why he's worried you know, today about what a guy did yesterday. And, I mean, their guys get frustrated and throw the bat. That happens. Doug can attest to that. I mean, Ian Happ got frustrated today on a pop-up and threw the bat down. He had two singles earlier in the game, but, like, Clint Hurdle wasn't getting mad at him. So I thought it was just ridiculous. And also one of the things about Hurdle that he said that was wrong was he was saying that Javi's already hit four homers. Well, at the point that he threw the bat, he'd only had three homers and then homered for the fourth time in the series in his next at-bat. So I don't know, all along, everything Hurdle said, I just didn't agree with. I didn't get it. thought he was kind of picking on Javi, and it just seems silly. What do you make of all this, Doug? You know, it's, it's uh, the battle of unwritten rules, and I think what's a little bit unusual about it is usually comments managers crossing over into other teams' players, mostly it's something more extreme, like a brawl or something you incited, something bigger. But not often like, okay, he's not running a ball out or, you know, that's something your team usually handles. Uh, so it's a little bit strange to kind of take that context and make it bigger uh, because it's not something, once again, you know, didn't throw it at somebody's head or something like that. So, um, you know, unwritten rules are getting rewritten all the time in baseball because of new rules and the shifts. And, and this is baseball's way of trying to figure out where the lines are drawn. But no player is going to take kindly to any, uh, you know, opposing manager. Uh, and, you know, talking about a player on your team or, or you actually directly. You've been in many of these locker rooms, Layla. Are you looking forward to sitting and waiting for that player to respond because you kind of realize that he is about to react and potentially blow up like Javi did today, which is very uncharacteristic? 
I, I'm not one to cheer on drama in general just to have drama. I mean, I joke that baseball is a talking sport because that's what we're doing. We're talking baseball. But at the same time, the question does become, why is Clint Hurdle discussing a guy tossing his bat when he popped up? Is it disrespectful to your pitcher and your pitcher has a problem? There's got to be some sort of motivation here for Hurdle to want to discuss it when he himself is a guy who's clearly a veteran manager in every sense of the word. He knows the rules, too. I don't mind that Javi has an opinion. I don't like it when people aren't allowed to have an opinion when somebody else does. Be fair about it all. So I don't mind that at all. But at the same time, we've seen odd comments between the Pirates and the Cubs before. I immediately thought of what happened a couple years ago when Garrett Cole took offense to Jake Arrieta. This was the 2016 season when Arietta had hit him with a pitch because Garrett Cole's like, I can't believe that it had to be intentional. That was the tone of what he said. When in reality, Arietta had a four-pitch walk the batter right before. I don't think he's trying to walk Garrett Cole to right. get him on base to turn the lineup over. So I wonder if it's more about something that we don't know with the Pirates and their frustration toward the Cubs or they just don't like him and it comes out in different ways. So, Doug, is this some sort of Jedi mind trick that uh, Hurdle's trying to play, maybe a slow play for the future, trying to say to the Cubs, hey, we're in this for real, Takes, you know, give us some respect, we just beat you two out of three at home, and, and now he's trying to set things up for the future? Is, this, is there any magical thing that he's trying to do? Yeah, I mean, look, Hurdle is notorious for his, his, his Jedi kind of mental uh, gymnastics that he can do. So uh, you know, there's no doubt that he's been around the block long enough to know that there's some tactic in this. Uh, you know, take him out of his game and, you know, recognize that they've written off, you know, most of the pundits, so to speak, have written off the Pirates. So he's like, no, no, we're actually here. We're playing pretty well right now. And he's proven to be a very good manager with being able to mix and match talent and different pieces. So uh, they're, they're, they're making a statement and the hurdle's definitely trying to underline it. But, uh, you know, there's going to be some backlash, no doubt. Tony, is this the end of this news cycle, or are we going to have more Javi Baez, Clint Hurdle drama to talk about in the future? There might be some in the future, but that's probably down the road. The uh, the great news for those who want this to be end the end of the news cycle is that the Pirates are on their way out of town and the Braves are on their way into town. So, uh, yeah, I, I really don't think that Javi will have any more comments. I mean, he said, to you know, he's not one normally to do this. He doesn't really get fired up and get in battles of, you know, the war of words and everything like that. He usually lets us play, do the talking, but, you know, everybody kind of asked him about it today and it was still very fresh for him. So he did actually comment on it, but you know, we'll see next time Pirates come to Wrigley field. Let's see uh, how Cubs fans react. Aside from the hobby drama, that's obviously took over the storyline after the game. You know, we've had the storyline about the Cubs not being able to get runners home from third base with less than two outs. Doug, what is the deal with that? You know, those type of situational hitting, there, there's some magic to it. You know, you may not need the base hit. You may not need the home run. You can hit the ground ball to second base and accomplish it. So sometimes just making those adjustments. Uh, I always pay attention to the strikeouts factor of just not getting contact. Uh, that, that gets you nowhere. But it is a little bit part of the culture now that you trade off strikeouts for home runs. But, uh, you know, some, some of those runners in scoring positions can just be you know, a natural factor of just what's happening right now. You know, they're not necessarily indicators of something terribly wrong, but uh, over time, you're going to have to pay closer attention to it. Tony, you've been in all 12 games this season. What's your biggest concern for the Cubs so early in the season? Do you have one? Uh, not really. I mean, they definitely 
still timely hitting and situational hitting, but I think we've actually seen them get better at that in this Pirates series, even though, yeah, they scored 13 runs in one game. But, I mean, Schwarber going against the shift even a couple times in the finale against Pittsburgh. And in general, uh, Ian Happ seems to be, you know, waking up a little bit with the back. Chris Bryant's been incredible. And that'll help. Situational hitting will naturally get better once Anthony Rizzo comes back. So that's the main concern at this point, but it is something that I do think will improve as the season goes on. How much of that do either you, Doug, or Tony think could be attributed, by the way, to just the fastball approach that hitters have in general? Is it knowing yourself and your approach to certain pitches as much as it is knowing there's a situation there and you got to get a runner across? Yeah, I mean, and it changes, you know, and the opposing pitcher certainly knows, like, okay, they're trying to accomplish X. Maybe it's moved the runner over and now I'm going to pitch them tight. And, and those adjustments, I, mean, I, I like how the Cubs adjusted in the Milwaukee series. I thought there was uh, a lot of spraying the ball around, using the whole field. Uh, that, that was light years ahead of some of the adjustments they weren't making against the Marlins. So they're on the right track. Uh, they're pitching right now. The starters aren't really getting, you know, sort of the, the quality starts they're looking for. And that's supposed to be the Cubs' bread and butter this mm-hmm. year. You know, they you Darvish, they brought in people. They're not really going deep, giving up the long ball. Uh, that That's the area where they're going to have to tighten up because it's going to tax your bullpen too early, and then all of a sudden you have nothing left in the tank. Before we head out, Doug, do us a favor for us crazy Cub fans out there. There's just a few of them. I might be one of them. <laughs> uh, talk us off the ledge. Why should we not worry about this team? Well, it's well, it's early. That that's a clear statement. It's also a team that is young and still just sort of making adjustments. I don't mean young and like they're clueless. They're champions, but they're also kind of coming together as teams are making adjustments off them early on. I think this pitching will, you know, get back on track. I think the offense is going to be explosive and score a lot of runs. We're going to have to worry about as many of these close games. So. Uh, so I don't have any concerns about it. And, you know, look, they're still, you know, right, right there at 500. It's fine. <laughs> they got a lot of baseball in front of them. Everything's going to be okay. You just heard Doug Lanville say it. Yes. So everybody Declaring needs, that today. We don't need to relax. <laughs> we'll just chillax. All right, yeah, Tony. Yeah, until we hear this question in four days. Or, or tomorrow on right. Baseball Night in Chicago. Uh, Tony, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us from Wrigley. It's been a busy week. We appreciate it. Uh, Doug Lanville, thank you for the appearance. Layla Rahimi as well. This has been the Cubs Talk Podcast presented by Wintrust. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at Wintrust.com slash Cubs. Member FDIC. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.